For Centrepoint Tamworth, there's more for you at Centrepoint Tamworth. This is JB and Jack for breakfast on 92.9. Yo, yo, check this out. Yeah, check this out. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. With 92.9. JB and Jack for breakfast. 92.9. I just love the good energy that comes from my radio. The way to wake up. Awesome to listen to. Yeah, they're good. Love it. Tamworth. Let's go. Go, go, go. I mentioned before, I was just reading the thing about the cash, the Friday night cash smash on at uh, West, West Diggers and the courts at East on Friday night. 20 grand must be one. Scott, here you got four minutes to claim the prize. Has anyone been caught in the toilet when their numbers have been read out? Surely that's happened. Surely someone from West can give me a call and go, yeah, yeah, old, uh, you know, Margaret. We read out her number once and she's come flying out of the toilet. You know, to claim the prize. I mean, I would with ten grand up for grabs, or five grand, or even one grand. Yeah, I do that because you'd hear the numbers in the loo, wouldn't you? You'd hope so. Or you'd, you'd hope one of your friends would give you a call while you're in the loo, and yeah, you know, you'd answer the phone on the toilet. How long do you have? Uh four minutes. Four minutes. Four yeah. minutes. Four. You have to get your business quickly over yeah. and done with, wouldn't you? Yeah, hey, Madonna's song makes a lot more sense now. It certainly does. I hate, by the way, just as a side note, I hate, I got a friend who answers the, the phone on the toilet. Yeah. It's just wrong. Not big on it. No, nah, you don't do that. So I'd do it. Poor but... etiquette. Do you, <laughs> you, have you, hey, have you answered the phone on the toilet when I've called you? Probably, but when I do it, if, I, if I'm having a conversation on the toilet, then I actually kind of do the, I'm not going to flash it to let off the yes. fact I'm on the toilet, finish the phone call, then I'll go back and flash. Or hopefully remember to flush. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my, my friend, that's how I knew that he answers the yeah. phone when he's on. He just, he doesn't care. He's just flushing. Yeah. He's washing his hands, doing the whole biz. The flush is it's the giveaway. It's just wrong. It's just etiquettely wrong. Well, you got to think now how many times you spoke to people on the toilet who haven't flushed to tip you off. And it makes, the phone would just be dirty after that too. Don't use it in the toilet. The uh, amount of bacteria that harbours on the bloody thing. I think predominantly most people now with a smartphone probably whip it out when they're on the toilet. You reckon? Um, I would think so. 92.9 with JB and Jack for breakfast. All thanks to Centrepoint Tamworth. Remember to check out our pop-up studio in Centrepoint Tamworth where we may pop up at any time with giveaways including a $50 Centrepoint gift card. 92.9. Of course, another day and another egging. This time around in Albury with ScoMo, our Prime Minister getting egg, not Fraser Anning like a couple of weeks ago. ScoMo getting the real deal. The 24-year-old protester went up behind ScoMo yesterday morning Tried to crack the egg, which then bounced off his head. Unfortunately, a seven-year-old woman was knocked to the ground. She was collateral damage in the whole thing. She's doing okay. The police allegedly found cannabis on the 24-year-old protester. Because, you know, it's smart. You're going to knock the Prime Minister on the head with an egg. So just walk around some cannabis, allegedly, while you're doing it. Yeah. Smart move. Genius moves there, hey? She must be a member of Mensa right there. I mean, Jack, I've always said, if you're going to do something like that, at least give it a good crack. (laughs) You know? Well, I, I didn't see her face. She didn't come out of her shell enough to show her face on camera. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I think her brain was a bit scrambled. <laughs> um, uh, Got any others? No, no. I'm out, I think. Yeah, I was hoping you would, then I could poach one off you. 
I'm all out of yolks. I jokes. JB and Jack for breakfast. For Centrepoint Tamworth. There's more for you at Centrepoint Tamworth. 92.9. Uh, of course, uh, this year's season of Talking About Your Gen uh, underway. What can we look forward to with uh, this year's season, Sean? Well, the um, the captains are a lot savvier than they were the first season round because uh, last year they, it was the first time they did the show. And I was, uh, I had all the cards, you know, because I'd done it for so many years. But now they, they've pretty much caught up now after eight episodes, so I've got, I got nothing. And so they, uh, they run the thing, and I just, ha- I'd hang around and have a good time. Of course, it is season two of its return on the Nine Network this time around, but it must have been, was it it's kind of strange having it back again, but with a different set, different captains, but same sort of premise of the show? Yeah, well, that, well, that kind of made it interesting, I suppose. I mean, we, we were, Originally, we wanted the show to come back. We were going to do it on Channel 10, where it was originally. and uh, But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And Amanda Keller, who was in the original show, couldn't come over to Channel, Channel 9. We, we had the rest of the cast if we wanted them, but uh, not Amanda. So I thought it might be better to, to um, rethink it a bit. Because Generation Z weren't represented when we were on air originally, because they were like eight years old. Um, <laughs> They're now old enough to be on TV, so we, we just changed it ever so slightly, and I moved from one side of the set to the other in order to present it. That's, that's the uh, amount of adjustment that I made. But, uh, it's, it's, you know, if you've seen the original show, you'll see this is like a cousin, very close cousin. Yes, that's right, and including the new generation uh, Z or Z, uh, depending on oh, where I you are Z. in the world. I, I think Z is wrong, because I said Z for the first season, and I was corrected uh, <laughs> With social media, of course, and uh, we, we all listen. To, we, we need to listen to social media, and we need to change our ways if they reprimand us. Yeah, that's right, exactly, and especially the social media. The Generation Z would have been all over the social media, so that's why they Absolutely. would have reprimanded you. Absolutely. What uh, what generation do you think's the wisest out of all of them? Well, wisdom comes with years. It doesn't, you know. You don't have wisdom when you're young. You can be smart, uh, but I think probably my generation, who are now no longer represented, the yeah. baby boomers, yeah. uh, they're, the, they're the wisest ones, um, and uh, that's what I bring to the show. Is if nothing else, wisdom. Uh, you've had a very fascinating uh, background. I did read that you once played Humphrey B. Bear. I did. Yes, I did. That was the first time I worked for Channel Nine. In fact, when I was about fifteen years old. I remember doing an ad for, um, it was for a pantomime, like for a kid's show during the school holidays. And with the, the original Humphrey, um, uh, he, this is back in the 70s, by the way, he, he, was, he, he used to get tired doing the show. So he'd go off for a couple of scenes and then I would go on uh, in those scenes in an old Humphrey suit uh, while he recuperated. You know, he got rehydrated because it's pretty hot inside yes. that suit. Um, but he was quite, he was like five foot eight and I was six foot two. So Humphrey would leave the stage uh, <laughs> as they recognised him. And then, and then a slightly scraggier looking Humphrey would come on, about <laughs> six inches taller, um, and uh, acting uh, not terribly much like the original Humphrey. So, yes, it was a bit schizophrenic. That <laughs> You've made the return to nine. Any uh, chance of you making the return to nine as Humphrey? Well, uh, look, uh, more than ha- they kind of retired him a bit, but I'd, I'd be more than happy. Uh, in fact, I remember suggesting to them that Humphrey have a cousin, and maybe they'd just bleach one of the suits, and it could be his polar bear cousin. So I'm, these are good ideas, and I, I think they should uh, seriously reconsider them. Uh, during your uh, dark past in uh, Adelaide in the 80s, I believe you danced with Princess Diana as well. Uh, 
Well, this is true. Um, and this is not often reported. You, you often hear stories about the royal family and see documentaries, but very rarely do they mention the fact that in the Helen Mayo refectory at Adelaide University, uh, I, uh, I did dance with um, Princess Diana for probably about five minutes to some... Now, what was... I'm trying to think of the song now. Uh, it was. It might have been... I keep wanting to say it was I Don't Like Mondays, but I don't think it was that one. I don't think you can dance to that one. But it was definitely an early 80s, an early 80s hit. Might yeah. have been Haircut 100. <laughs> if it was later on in the 80s, of course it would have been probably Don't You Forget About Me, I'm sure, from The Breakfast Club. Oh, yes, yes, I'm sure. But how, I think it was. I think it might have been 81 or 82. How did, uh, how did that all come about? Did they contact you, or you just happened to be at the right place at the right time? Or uh, Well, no, I mean, it wasn't lunchtime at the refectory. It was kind of, it was a kind of special uh, union uh, uh, sort of uh, invitation-only yeah. thing, and they popped, they popped in uh, to say hello and, and give everybody a wave. And look, I must say, I'm slightly overstating to say, I, I think I was one of several that would have yep. to be on the darts floor in her proximity <laughs> while she was dancing. And at the moment her back was turned to Charles, she was facing me. So for that, for that two and a half seconds, technically, if you took a picture, I'd look like I was dancing with her. <laughs> and was she lovely? Oh, yes, absolutely enchanting. Yes, well, I think we're all, we're all very much in love with her. Uh, but I think uh, it would have been unseemly for me to, you know... To, to make any move at all, given that her husband was right next to her. Of course. <laughs> Sean, we absolutely love uh, talking about your gen and uh, the fact that it's back on the Nine Network. We absolutely love it. Thank you so much for having a chat with us today, Sean. Uh, pleasure. Thank, thanks a lot. Cheers. 92.9 with JB and Jack for breakfast. All thanks to Centrepoint Tamworth. Remember to check out our pop-up studio in Centrepoint Tamworth, where we may pop up at any time with giveaways, including a $50 Centrepoint gift card. 92.9. I'm looking forward to this. The Tamworth Regional Skate Park opening is coming up on Sunday, the 26th of May, between 10 and 5. There's going to be demos from Vans, Australia's team riders. There's a skate scoot and BMX jam there, free workshops, prizes, giveaways and loads more so one's coming up on sunday the 26th of may i tried to get into my skating when i was a kid yeah couldn't do it ridiculous sense of balance couldn't do it did you did you skate no i ripsticked for a while there until i realized that there's no brakes on a ripstick i guess there's not many on a skateboard What's either a ripstick um What's that how long do you have it was, uh, it was a phase for about two years yeah, okay. Oh, were like, they the long skateboards? No, that's a long board. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yep. it's, um, it's like a board yep. and it's got two parts and just has oh, one yes. wheel in the middle and yeah, you've got yeah, to jiggle yeah, yeah. the back wheel to yes. get your momentum. Yeah, okay. I used to love it until if, my brother started daring me to go down hills, which I shouldn't have gone down. Nah, that was, don't do that. If you, got, if you could do the ripstick thing, yep. you'd be able to do the skateboard thing too, couldn't you? Surely. Um, well, I never really had a skateboard. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Should have got one of them instead of the ripstick. And then yeah. you would have had more fun for longer than like two years when the ripstick bubble burst. Yeah, I've always, I've always as a kid enjoyed these things called bikes. Yes, I love you bikes. Know, just, just keep it nice Got and simple. onto them. Had the balance to do a bike, but didn't have the balance to do the skateboardy thing. Yeah, that's, so that's I kept it. getting the, the wheels caught in the grooves of the footpath. With the that skateboard. That was my problem, yeah. I think you need to get pace in that. 
Yeah. That fixes the problem. That'll do it. How fast were you going? Not very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid I was going to fall off and injure myself. And I haven't broken anything. Well, I broke toes once, but more on that in the book. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to break anything. I hadn't broken anything at that stage. I didn't want to break any bones. So I was going very slow on that skateboard. Yeah, I gave like- it up after about two weeks. <laughs> sounds like you definitely weren't breaking any speed limits, that's for sure. No, not at all. Didn't want to get left with any scars. This is Missy Higgins at 92.9. JB and Jack for breakfast. All thanks to Centrepoint Tamworth. JB and Jack for breakfast. For Centrepoint Tamworth. There's more for you at Centrepoint Tamworth. 92.9. Jack and myself, we're getting fired up this morning about people cracking eggs on ScoMo's head. And Todd is on the line. He's getting fired up about, well, something else. How are you, Todd? Good, JB. Yourself, mate? Doing really well. Doing really well. What's got you fired up this morning, Todd? Well, bit of a bit of a sports tragic as Scotty Mack would tell you, big Rabbitoh supporter. Um, enjoyed the footy in Tamworth the other day, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But what's really got me rocking, Liverpool have beaten uh, you know, there's a there's a little competition called the Champions League, mm-hmm. which involves the best of the best round of robin around the world of all the true football codes. And um, Liverpool have beaten Barcelona at home four nil today after being behind three nil after the first leg in Spain a week ago. Liverpool, without two of their biggest stars and one of their best defenders for the second half due to injury, have beaten the best in the world, 4-zip. So, so I saw this. They had, like, uh, you know, torches and, and flares going off and red dust powder bomb things going off everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, our house has gone off, so I, I'm, I'm a sprightly 48-year-old mate. I've got an 18-year-old at home from uni. Uh, I've got a 13-year-old son, and our house was absolutely going what? ballistic this what? morning. Why do you think people that, you know, the soccer fanatic or football fanatics, you know, the true football code, why do you think they go so ballistic when goals are scored and stuff? Is it, sci- you know, the scientists have done studies on everything else under the sun. Have they actually studied why... People, you know, you don't get that with NRL and AFL. They kick a goal or they do a try. Oh, yeah. I think, I right. think JB, like, it's because they're not as common. You know, generally in every game yes. of football, you see about five yeah. or six. You yeah. can see a nil all yeah. game. My yeah, first right. three Correct. games of soccer were nil all results. But, yeah, look, it was an incredible result this morning. Uh, one of the best comebacks in recent history, probably better than Barcelona's themselves against um, the Paris team a couple of years ago, but just incredible and uh, on the way to the final. Well, yeah, I mean, and it could well be. I mean, the, the second, the second round um, involves another English team. So, for those who don't know, without being a big notice, Barcelona is obviously from Spain. Liverpool is from England. The second tie tomorrow is Tottenham Hotspur from England versus um, Ajax from Holland. So, um, Tottenham are down already. They lost at home to Ajax last week, but if. If by sheer fluke, and let's admit it, the Poms think they're always the perennial underdoers. If Tottenham win tomorrow, then you know it, it could well be the, the, the outcome would be England versus England in the Champions League final. So, um, yeah, pretty huge. I, I put you. I was excited when you rang up, Todd, because I um I went yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jack loves Liverpool. You two can chat all things Liverpool. Lovely. I'll put you on hold. I'll put you on air. I said to Jack, "We've got another Liverpool fanatic." And Jack goes, "I hate Liverpool." I, I do. I, I, I hate him. You got the wrong <laughs> team, mate. So, you say you're a Man U fan, Jack, aren't you? No, mate. I'm a. I'm actually a Toffee fan and Everton fan. So even worse for you. Oh, Jesus! The other side of the river, red yeah. versus blue, eh? That's it. The little brother. <laughs> 
Hey, it's all good. No, look, excited. So, well done. Um, Liverpool have been the perennial under teams. We've got a really good squad now, and you know we're in the league. There's one round to go on the weekend versus Man City, and oh, no, sorry, against oh, I forget who we're playing. Norwich, Wolves, I think. So if we if, if we win and Man City lose, then Liverpool wins the. The yeah. domestic title. That, that was they win by a point. I, so I see you really skim past the word if there. Uh, look, a, a great comeback from Liverpool this morning, but they're not winning the charm. The, the big the question. Premier League. The big question I got for you, Todd, how are you with the egg and spoon race? Yeah, yeah. we'll have to find out, why we? Look, I, um, it's been a long, let's just say, as a volunteer major at EJB, it's been a long time since I've been in an egg and spoon race. Yep. Um, but I'll give it a crack, mate. Fantastic. Right. Well, hey, we're going to invite you along Friday to be part of our ultimate egg and spoon race. And if you win that, Todd, a hanging egg chair valued at 600 bucks, all yours, thanks to the Outdoor Furniture Factory. Todd, thank you so much. And if, look, if we need to know anything about everything to do with, uh, with the round ball game, I, I certainly know who to call now. Happy days, mate. It's just, yeah, it's a special day, but we'll see, see what happens. <laughs> See what happens next month. We might, we might, how about we have a chat before the final? See what happens then. Sounds good. We'll keep your number, Todd. All the best with Wolverhampton, who's your last game in the uh, Premier League. I've been messaged in, and hopefully, come yes. Friday, you channel your inner Liverpool and give everybody a head start and see if you can also track them down and get the win. Well, I think Man City have got... Man City actually play a team that's got an Australian goalkeeper, Matty Ryan. I think Man City play Brighton um, in that match too. So, you know, it just might happen. Matty Ryan, that used to play in the A-League, might help Liverpool out. Jack, we'll see. Here we go. Well, if Man City lose 4-0 and Liverpool draw 4 all for the first time in the Premier League history, they'll be a playoff game. Correct. Imagine that to sort out the title. Anyway... JB's probably thinking, listen to you and me, son. What the hell are these clowns going on about? It's, it's a huddle on a Wednesday morning. Thanks, Todd. Cheers for that. Thank you, lads. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thank Bye, you mate. so much. Cheers. There we go. Todd talking about something there. 92.9 with JB and Jack for breakfast. All thanks to Centrepoint Tamworth. Remember to check out our pop-up studio in Centrepoint Tamworth. Where we may pop up at any time with giveaways, including a $50 Centrepoint gift card. 92.9.